Thank you, worship team. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Y'all did a wonderful job. Wonderful job today. Thank you, upstairs. Thank you. Wow. That balcony's getting full. Getting full. And Max, is that you in the back? You got your, you got Allie with you? Would you keep her straight, Max? Don't let her get out of hand. You know how she is. Good to see you. Good to see everybody. And, and, um, and we are thankful to be in a series on favor. Favor. Today we're going to deal with Ruth and the favor God showed to Ruth. Not only Ruth, but uh, Naomi had a taste and a touch of favor as well. Don't forget, don't forget Ruth um, uh, made a commitment to, to Naomi, but Naomi made a commitment to God. Ruth's commitment to Naomi was, your God will be my God. Where they, you dwell, I will dwell. Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where they bury you, they will bury me. What a commitment. How I many know it takes commitment like that? takes commitment like that to walk and step into the field of favor. That's what we're going to talk about that, uh, Ruth, stepping into favor. A little Moabitess woman who lived in Moab and um, had no idea. How many of you ever had stepped into something, you know, God was in it, you had no, no idea about it? The favor of the Lord hit you and you didn't even know about it. It's a pretty awesome thing. And uh, it's grace. In the Old Testament, it's grace. And grace is unmerited favor. Okay? It's unmerited favor. We've been talking about that. Joseph, we talked about last week. Man, did he step into some things. And it looked like they were all bad until you get to the end. And he said, everything that seemed like it meant for bad, God used it for good. How many know God is a good God? And even though you may not be able to actually see, you might be walking in a different fog, not the favor of God, but a foggy fog of bitterness and confusion, and you can't see because of the certain circumstances at the moment. But God, how many believe God's working something out for you? You don't? How many believe God's working something out for you? Yeah, there you go. Good morning, everybody. I'm glad you showed up. Stepping into the favor of God. Let's look at Ruth. I might read the whole chapter if you don't mind. Uh, Chapter 2. Uh, chapter one is, is a, is a background, you know, a very important background. Let me just go ahead and give it to you. Um, Naomi is Ruth's mother-in-law, but Elimelech is her husband. They were in Bethlehem, the house of bread, but a famine hit Israel. So Elimelech thinking that he'd uh, get out of the famine when you, Hey, listen, don't let a famine run you from his favor. Oh, you all missed a good time to shout right there. Just because you're in a famine doesn't mean you can lose a favor. But they left the house of bread to go to Moab, which is a dry place, a desert place. And they lived there 10 years. It took the two boys. The two boys found two girls. Isn't that what happens in church? Isn't that why boys go to church at a young age? Find girls. A lot of you have that testimony. I found mine before I went to church, praise the Lord. But it was church that helped me keep her. God helped me keep her. Anyway, Naomi left Bethlehem with her family. Her boys take wives in Moab. Her husband dies, and then her two boys. So from triumph to tragedy. So how in the world can we shout, talk about favor now? We're going to have to go from tragedy back to triumph, right? And so there we are. 
uh, Orpah, uh, two daughter-in-laws are left, right? And she says, hey, y'all don't have to go with me. I'm going back to Bethlehem. The famine had ended. I mean, no, sooner or later, the famine will end. Sooner or later, this pandemic will end. Don't get discouraged in a pandemic. Don't lose your shout just because everybody's sick. It's going to be over. I said, this too shall pass. We're going to be all right. And when it's all over, there'll still be a church at 1320 South Oak Grove Avenue. Come on home. We'll still be here. So that's what she says. Y'all go ahead. Don't worry about me. I'm going back to my family. In, uh, and that's the beginning of favor, even though uh, Naomi couldn't see it. So Orpah says no. And Ruth says yes. I gave you the commitment she made. I'll go with you. Your God will be my God. She's a Moabite. She's a, a, a pagan worshiper, right? In a pagan land. Never tasted of the goodness of God. So the first of, before I get to the text, Naomi tasted of the goodness of God. Ruth didn't. Are you hearing me? Now, 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 now. Now God has a bitter taste in Naomi's mouth, heart. She actually says when she goes back to Bethlehem, hey, don't call me, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant. Don't call me pleasant, but the Lord has dealt a bitter hand against me. The Lord is against me. How many know the devil is a liar? The Lord is not against you. I need somebody to help me preach here. The Lord's not against you, never will be against you. Just because there's a favor doesn't mean, a famine doesn't mean you're not in favor. She felt like she couldn't see any hope of favor. But she had tasted it. Ruth didn't. But Ruth made a commitment to her. Can I tell you, sometimes your favor can spread off and bless somebody else. So Ruth is following Naomi's favor, favor, and she's about to step into something she never stepped into it. Is there anybody here today who would like to step into the blessings of God? Maybe unannounced. You never know what's going on. So Ruth goes back to Bethlehem with Naomi. That's a little background, okay? Orpah missed out. Before we ever get started, it's better in his favor in Bethlehem with a famine than to move to Moab without famine or favor. I said, I'd rather be in Bethlehem with, with, with a famine and favor than to be in Moab w- without a famine and, and no favor. Are you catching that? All right. So that's where we start. Chapter 2, there was a relative of Naomi's husband. It's already there. A great man of great wealth of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth, the Moabitess, the author, makes sure you know who she is, says to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. So, so I might find favor. I mean, no favor's worth even giving it a shot. I might find favor. It's the grace of God is so awesome. It's worth a chance. Look what God said to us in Malachi 3.10. Just go ahead and try me, says the Lord. You don't want to believe in tithing? Just give it a try and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you cannot even contain. So the Lord says, try me. Here, Ruth's saying, hey, if you'll give me permission, I would like to go in there. And so got to know the Old Testament, right? The, 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 uh, the people who own fields, the foreigners or, or the or the poor people who didn't have anything, 
they would leave, they would leave some grain in the corners of the field for those who come, like a welfare kind of system situation. And they'd pick up a little bit of grain enough for the day to take care of their family. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God always has a plan to defend and take care of the poor. We don't need a party, a political party to take care of the poor. I mean, God said he would always take care of them. Not getting into politics. I'm trying to preach the gospel. It ain't up to the government to take care of us. How many know God can take care of you? Well, that didn't go over well, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep preaching, see if I can hit somebody. And so Naomi said to her, go, my daughter. Then she left, verse three, and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, after the reapers. You see that? They'd already reaped. This is the leftovers. And she happened. Somebody say happened. Somebody shout happened. She happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. And now, behold, uh, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. You know how we know he's a man of God? He said, the Lord be with you. And they answered, the Lord bless you, master, owner, king, Lord of the harvest. There's a lot of typology here. I hope to break out for you. Verse 5, then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, who is this young lady? He noticed her. I mean, the Lord notices you today, sees you right where you are. Who is this woman? Who is this? Verse 6, so the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, hey, it's a young Moabite woman who came back. Notice they said Moabite woman. They tagged her, stereotyped her, called her a foreigner said who she was, who they thought she was. They don't know she's about to step into favor. How I many know no one can stop you from what God's about to do for you? They don't, nobody can't tell you who you are. Only the Lord knows who you are. It's that young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, please let me glean gather uh, after the reapers are among the sheaves. And so she came and has continued from when? Morning until now. Girl got with the program. How many know if it's good, she's going to get into it? How many have been serving the Lord long enough to know that if God has something good for you, you ought to go after it? There's a lot of people come in today. Well, I'll take whatever I get. I'm here. Y'all are lucky I showed up today. I almost missed. How many know we're not lucky? You're lucky. The Lord could have a word for you today. The Lord could favor you today. The Lord could save you, deliver you, help you, provide for you today. Because you've made an effort to go. You could step into something. Somebody, I have a feeling somebody's about to step into something and it's not bad. All right. Boaz said to Ruth, you will listen, my daughter. Listen. So wait, well, verse 6. So the servant who was in charge answered and said that. And he said, please let me gather. And she came and has continued from morning, through, though she rested a little while in the house. She only rested a little while. In verse 8, then Boaz said to Ruth, you will listen. Now he conversation, conversation begins. Listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go and glean in another field, nor go from here. Stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you're thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes? She was amazed. She couldn't understand it. That you should take notice of me, first of all. 
since I am a foreigner. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I have time to preach this. And some of you have the chief nation on your mind. Can I tell you who the real chief is? I know mean, Jesus is the real chief. All right. I don't want, I'll let you go early enough for you to catch chief nation. But if you will say amen and say, I'm really listening, pastor. I knew, I knew that would get an amen for sure. Verse 11, and Boaz answered and said to her, it's been fully reported to me. This is Boaz. All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of, of her husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not even know before. The Lord repay you, Ruth, for your work. And a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Hallelujah. And then she said, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord. That is entreated favor. That's a different favor than unmerited favor. This is favor that is asking Lord, entreating the Lord could you help me? Can I find favor in your sight? Lord? For you have comforted me. You've spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I'm not like one of your other maidservants. And Boaz said to her at mealtime, you come and eat bread with me and dip your piece of bread in my vinegar. Oh, something's happening. It's closer than you think. It's more personal than you know. I'm going to keep it PG. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her. She ate and was satisfied and kept some back. When she rose up, that was for that was for Naomi. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, say, hey, let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely on the ground for her. Leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. What a wonderful command. From Boaz. <laughs> Woo! So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out what she had gleaned, beat the wheat. I got us another sermon. And it was about an ephah uh, of barley, a bushel and a half. And she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. So she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. And her mother-in-law uh, said to her, Where have you gleaned today? And where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she'd worked and said, this man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. Not only did he bless you, Ruth, he blessed me. Hallelujah. And Naomi said to her, this man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. And Ruth the Moabitess said, he also said to me, you shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. That's favor on top of favor. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women and that, that people do not meet you in any other field. There is a specific field that will produce favor. Any other field will not produce the favor. Stay in the field of Boaz. Somebody needs to shout amen. So she stayed close by the young men, uh, women of Boaz, to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. 
That's a lot of scripture. Wow. But what a story. And if you'll give me 10 minutes, I'll try to pre- preach it all. <laughs> so, so you already got the, the you got the, uh, setting. It's, uh, it's, um, Elimelech who made the decision to take his family somewhere they shouldn't have gone. Can I tell you, before you make a transition, you ought to pray through. I mean, oh, God will give you wisdom. Know when to move. He'll know when to move, how to move, where to move, and what to move in. And just because there's a famine, just because there's a hard time, just because things are not looking promising at the moment, doesn't mean God's not in it. For Moses, when Jacobed put little Moses in the Nile, in a little basket, in a crocodile-infested Nile, how many know he was better off there than any other place in the promised land? Because the protection of God, the sovereignty of God, the provision of God took him from here to next door to the palace. How many know God knows your life? He knows how to order your steps. And when Jacobed didn't know what to do, they were going to kill him over here or kill him over here. If he's going to die, I'd rather him die here than to give him to Pharaoh. So she put him in the hands of God, basically. And God, <laughs> how many know if God gets you to Pharaoh, you belong to Pharaoh? And God right, right over to Pharaoh's daughter. And then... Miriam went over there. You remember the story. I know we're talking about Ruth and Naomi. I just want to give you a little bit. Miriam went over there and overheard them saying, somebody has to nurse this baby. Say, I know somebody goes and gets Jacobin, and the woman who gave the baby away was able to receive the baby back and nurse the baby. Her very own child. I mean, only God can do that. You know what that's called? Favor, <laughs> favor. So, Ten years, and Elimelech brought his family over there. Now, ten years. There is no provision without vision. Naomi had to get a vision. The famine had ended. It's the beginning of a clue that things are getting better. Amen? They were in a better, a bitter place on their way to a better place. And she had tasted of the goodness. Ruth had not yet tasted of the goodness. And the signs of favor in Naomi's life was now God's lifting the famine. He gives her to Ruth. He gives her Ruth. I mean, oh, that doesn't happen every day. Somebody make that kind of a commitment to you. But can I tell you, if you're married and you have in-laws, I mean, oh, that's the way it ought to be. By law, you're still married, so you're still, family is family. Can I just tell you, everybody at Oak Grove is Oak Grove. I said, we are. Oh, well, Pastor, I'm not a member yet. You're still Oak Grove. Come on now. Well, Pastor, I'm not even. I'm not even in the kingdom yet. If you're here, how I many know you ain't going to be long before you get in the kingdom or you're not going to stay here? I mean, it gets hot at Oak Grove Assembly, and I'm not talking about the temperature. If you can't handle the heat, how I many know what happens? People get out of the kitchen. Because we preach Christ. I said we preach Christ crucified. We preach against sin. We preach righteousness and redemption. We preach grace and favor. We preach justice and judgment and love and grace. We preach it all. Amen? So if you're this newfangled kind of person that thinks that God is love and you can do anything you want to do, you're not going to stay here any long anyway. Are you anybody listening to me? You can't live like you want and walk in the favor of God. Favor follows obedience. Is anybody listening? So... So here's what he's saying. He provides a kinsman. He, he, 
He already has a redeemer waiting on her. She gets back to, to the house of bread and it comes in all levels. I want you to see that favor comes in levels. See, Pastor, I don't feel level, uh, a level of favor. Well, listen, listen, you keep on walking with the Lord and you'll go to another level. Something to be looking out for. For every level of favor, there's another devil that's trying to discourage you. You're not just going to, you're just not going to walk in there. How many know gold is not on the top of the front yard out there on top of the grass? You got to dig for that. Way down deep. And a lot of people are surface Christians. How many know you got to get in the word? You got to be filled with the spirit. You got to be faithful and obedient to God. Make a covenant like Ruth. Where you go, I go. They bury you, they bury me. I'm with you, lady. That's what he said. Or she said. And, and, and Naomi's like, what? So favor's coming upon her. The key is to learn how to receive at whatever level you're at. So Ruth shows us a balance of two things in chapter two. A balance of personal responsibility and divine sovereignty. It's a real serious thing that a lot of people can't understand. When she gets to chapter two, she says, Hey, say, Hey, Naomi, would you, would you let me go into the fields and just see if maybe I can find favor and, and glean something for us to eat tomorrow? And, and Naomi said, Sure, baby, go. That is vision. How are you going to have provision till you learn how to have vision? She took the initiative to find direction. Can I tell you, desire always leads to direction. She, <laughs> she had a desire to be with, with Naomi. And what she gathered and what she got out of that was more than she could ever dream of. How many know if you'll desire the Lord, he will give you more than you could possibly ever imagine? She was lost. She didn't even have a clue about Yahweh God and Israel and the blessing she's about to stumble into. Stumbled into it because of Naomi. How many glad Naomi went back home? If you're here today and you're wasting your life and running from God and, and spending your years in Moab, how many know you need to come to your senses and head back to the house of bread? You'll starve over there. I said, you'll starve over there of the land of plenty when you can make it in the land with famine. I don't know how he figured it all out, but how many know with favor of God, you don't need money? Hey, Amen. You can make it in a famine even with favor. I don't know if y'all getting this, but this is what's happening, and the Lord wanted me to share it with you. So she sets her sights on Bethlehem, the house of bread. Ten years is enough time to be in a place like that. So Ruth asked the girls to go. Orpah said, no, Ruth makes a covenant. Ruth has never tasted. You already heard that. And the spirit, listen, uh, Naomi's name means pleasant, but she began to have a bitter spirit because she thought that where she was at the moment was her destiny for the future. Can I just, sell, can I just teach you something right now? Wherever you are at the moment is not your final destination. I mean, no, we're on a journey with God. And if you're in a bad season or a winter season, you just call on the Lord. How I many know oh, he will get you there? Let him lift that foggy vision, a faulty vision, actually, of no destiny and no hope, depressed, distressed. It's not God's will for your life. How I many know oh, God has a plan for your life? And so I wish somebody was helping me preach. She could not see it. For in chapter one, she says, the hand of the Lord has gone against me. In fact, she's oppressed by what she sees 
and uh, and and <laughs> and she's bitter, and uh, and and she thinks God's provision is bitter. God hadn't provided for me. God's not taking care of me. God doesn't care about me. How I many know oh, God has nothing to do with all of that? That's what I call stinking thinking. I said that's stinking thinking. It's not comes from the Spirit of the Lord. How I many know oh, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above? Anything else is not. It's a lie. And we have a tendency to believe a lie when we're in a bad place. And we can't see. She can't see any signs of hope or favor of God. She knows in God. She believes in God. But she forgot that in all the bitter seasons of life, how many know God is still plotting for your benefit? He's still working all things out for the good. So you got to get that for his glory. So I want you to see the signs. Favor comes at different levels to different people. He lifts the famine, right? He gives her Ruth. He provides a kinsman redeemer. But Naomi can't see any of it. At the end of chapter 1, she says to her people, I went away full. Listen to this. I went away from Bethlehem full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Now, isn't that a shame? She blamed all of her emptiness on the Lord. Don't we have a tendency to do that? Bitter, misconstrued ideas. God view is all warped and confused. Can I tell you? The Lord doesn't do anything like that. It's not in his DNA. Let me keep going. She said, why call you me Naomi, which means pleasant? Call me Mara, for God has afflicted me and brought calamity on me in verse 21 of chapter 2. God brought all this on me. And I hear people all the time who backslide and go away from God because they think God has brought calamity on them. Can I just tell you we live in a fallen state? We live in a fallen state because what Satan has condemned us and brought us to that place of temptation, we fell, we took the bait. Are y'all hearing me? And disobedience caused us to be separated from God. But thanks be unto God for Jesus Christ who came to give us life. So he broke the curse of sin but we still live in a fallen state. I said, in America, we live in a death culture. See, Pastor Ron, how can I keep a life perspective in a death culture? Favor. Believing about God what is true about God. Right? And so Ruth and bitter Naomi settle in Bethlehem, but thank God for chapter two. <laughs> Sweet providential care and favor of God. Ruth asked and she said, yeah. And so here's what happened. She went. Watch this. Two things happened here. She takes initiative to find direction. Let me go. That's personal, very personal, right? Uh, and uh, Boaz, well, we went on to Boaz, but he, uh, she took personal responsibility. She takes initiative to go in. And as she goes in, verse 3 says, and it just so happened to, to her in the field of Boaz, she just steps into something she had no idea about. So, so first, it, it's a balance between the two, you understand? It's a balance between the two. So many of us are sitting around thinking God's going to drop favor in our life. And we don't have to do nothing, just sit here and just take the blessings of God. How I many know oh, that's a lie too? You got to get up. How I many know oh, you got to get up to go up? We live in a culture today that doesn't want to work, but wants to have everything. We live in an entitled culture, but the culture needs to hear God wants you to get up and then he will get in. That's the difference. 
between a hand out and a hand up. I don't want God's hand only. I want God's heart. Is anybody hearing me? God wants you to have his heart. If you have his heart, you'll have his hand. But if you only want his hand, you might have his hand without his heart. And you're not going to go very far. Sooner or later, you'll be dissatisfied because all you want is a handout. Oh, man, somewhere else this would preach really good. God, if only I was an evangelist. Favor, favor. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for this perspective. I shall find favor. Who? I don't know. She said, let me go to the field and glean after him whose, whose sight I might find favor. And she went. God doesn't sit back and do it all. There is a balance between the two. And so she set forth uh, in motion her faith. God gave her direction, personally direction, personal directive, vision. And then he interrupted. I mean, God can intervene in your life. He can step in and promote you when everybody else was (laughs) better than you and smarter than you mightier than you and skillful uh, more than you, but God promoted you because how I many know oh, favor ain't fair. God will always do for you whatever he wants to do. Some sweet providential care here. And there is a balance. So you got to get that thing in perspective. And uh, I want you to see this. She just, she's just going along doing the right thing. And that's where you run into favor. What is the first thing she did, right? She committed to her mother-in-law. Orpah said, no, I've got a life to live. Ruth said, you know what? You are my life. I'm going to take care of you, Naomi. And God saw it, and Boaz saw it. We're going to get to it because we need to look at Boaz because y'all got to go home. Boaz just so happened to be in the field. Can I tell you, <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to step in the field that, that God is in. I said, if you step into the field where Jesus is the Lord of the harvest, how many know you're going to have all your needs met? That's what happened to her. She stepped into the field, and the man who owned the field was in the field. It just so happened to be a kinfolks to Elimelech. Just so happened. How many ever have a just-so-happened moment? And what else do we know about Well, Boaz? Well, he was a godly man, very personable. He's the Lord of the harvest, right? Uh, clear picture of our kinsman, Redeemer Jesus. And his actions are so awesome. He's the Lord of the field. He's a type of, uh, the field is a type of the church and he's ahead of the, of the field, right? He's very personable, touchable, kind and gracious. Verses five through seven, he notices all things going on in the field. Can I tell you, Jesus knows what's happening in his church. Oh, Grove, listen, you don't have to be alarmed about the state of the nation of America. God knows what's going on in the state of the union. You don't have to wait for some president to give you a state of the union speech. I mean, oh, God already knows what's going on in America. And a day of reckoning is coming. A day of reward is coming. People think they're getting by with stuff. But they're not. How many know the Lord has the last say? He's in this field. And in the church, the Lord knows what's happening. In your house, the Lord knows what's happening. In your life, the Lord knows what's happening. He sees. And his eyes of the Lord are are on his children and on his church. He never misses anything. He sees you today. You may have some people fooled, but you're never going to fool the Lord. 
Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He is the Lord of the harvest. And so look at his perception of Ruth. Wow. <laughs> he, uh, she caught his eye. Okay. I don't know what Ruth looked like, but she caught his eye. I'm not sure if physical appearance is everything. I said, this world is image conscious. Man, if you don't have the look, I said, if you don't have the look, if you don't have the goods, I mean, no, God doesn't care about your physical stature. He cares about your heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but I mean, no, God looks at the heart. He sees her. He, she caught his eye. He sees her motives. He sees her dedication to, to uh, Naomi and her service to Naomi. He sees all of that because he's in the field. And he sees who comes into his field. He knows who's in his field. He can trust who's in his field. Can the people in his field trust him? That has been the key throughout this series. We know you can trust God. What we don't know is can God trust you with favor? Still the million-dollar question. And if we preach another one, it'll be the same question. <laughs> and so and so, he knows all about you and he cares about you. He wants to be with you and favor you. And I find that pretty amazing. How about you? When I feel like favor, he calls. When I feel like a failure, he calls me a friend. I mean, no, that's the grace of Almighty God. When I feel like giving up, he's there like a paraclete. Even though in proxy, the Holy Spirit is standing in proxy of Jesus. How many know the Holy Spirit is here with us? And Jesus is there with the Father. But the Spirit does what the Father and the Son wishes and orders. Are y'all hearing me? It's the Spirit of Christ, my goodness. Standing in proxy. It's like having Jesus here. In fact, Jesus says, better that I go away than to stay. <laughs> because if I go away, I'll send a comforter. How many glad for the Holy Ghost? Holy Spirit's wanting to pour out favor on your life. I hope you're seeing this. He notices things. He sees your motive. He sees your activities. He wants to be with you. He sees her dedication. That's favor. And and hard work. He sees her hard work. Does anybody still believe in hard work? She stayed out in that field from morning until evening. Girl's no dummy. She found a good thing. I mean, oh, when you find a good thing, there's a lot of good things. You want me to preach it? The Bible says when you find a wife, you find a good thing. And all the men shouted. Pitiful, pitiful, pitiful. Got a marriage conference in two weeks. Y'all want to come? So here she, he starts talking to her. He still starts talking to her. Uh, he speaks. I mean, Boaz speaks. In verse 8 and 9, he says, stay in my field. Lady, if you want my favor, you got to stay in my field. Stay in my field. There's a lot of fields where you don't wander off in. And there's a lot of God's people who are uprooting and going over here and going over there and going over here. And they wonder why they don't have blessing and favor because they never establish themselves and plant themselves in the field of favor. Stay in this field. Stay in this field. Well, they over there, they're, they're really spiritual. They got a lot of people in their church and over here. How many know there's a lot of things going on and a lot of voices, but you better learn how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Stay in the field of the one that's talking to you. Stay with the one that brought you, Melissa and I used to say, right? You don't go to the dance with Melissa and dance with Sally. I know y'all, Assembly of God, y'all got all freaked out about dancing. 
You missed the whole point. You don't, <laughs> you don't go to the restaurant with Melissa and eat the dessert with Sally. Stay in the field of Boaz. Israel flirted with the other countries of the world. They wanted to be like them, Mark. We can only be like them. They have a king and, and they, and they have this and they have this and, and, uh, and we're not having anything, but their fertility gods are, are, are bringing harvest to them. How many know the devil will bring a false harvest? But how many know favor with God, even in a famine, can bring a true harvest? You can't be deceived by what you see. It's not always as it appears, my friend. It looked like it was better off in Moab, but how many know it's really still good in the house of bread? So when I, when I look at this, I think, that I need to listen. Stay in the field. Ruth, he said, listen, it, she doesn't even know about favor at all. She don't even know she's in the field of favor. She hadn't even talked to Naomi yet. She's standing in the field of favor with Boaz, the owner of the field. And Boaz says, hey, lady, if you stay with me in my field, as opposed to wandering off, I will give you favor that you can't even imagine. I mean, no, it pays to stay with Jesus. It pays to stay with Jesus. And so favor follows obedience. She stayed in the field. and She made a commitment. No other place for me. I said, nothing in this world is going to satisfy. I want to stay with Jesus. You can try all the trends and all the gimmicks and all the tricks. Just give me Jesus. Give me the word of God. There's a lot of stuff going on. Pastor Ron, you're so old-fashioned, man. You need to really loosen up and do some of this newfangled. Get you some skinny jeans. That'll find You'll find favor with skinny jeans. I can't even breathe with the jeans I have. The reason many people miss out on favor is because they, they, they glean here and they glean there and they settle down and make the Lord. They, they never settle down to make the Lord number one priority. And God is looking for the faithful, the one behind the plow. The one made up their mind. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be confused. There is favor in my future. There is favor in my destiny. And nothing this world has is going to draw me away from it. So we got to look a little further here. Verse 9, he is concerned for her safety. He commands the men to leave her alone. Leave her alone. Don't stop her. Now listen, Ruth is a foreigner in a strange land. Got no money and got nothing. She could have prostituted herself. She could have leaned on her own flesh. She could have done all kinds of stealing, robbing, cheating. Are y'all hearing me? She said, I'm going to do it the right way. If all I get is enough for today, that's good. But she started obeying God and God, oh, God opened up the door. She ran into the one. I mean, oh, Jesus is the one. Making sure she's not taking advantage of, Boaz said, hey, men, y'all let her go. Leave her alone. His favor includes protection. So favor is not just getting stuff. It's keeping stuff from you that's bad for you. Listen, I'm going to say it again. Favor is not just getting stuff that's good for you. It's keeping bad stuff away from you. God's always doing this. You don't even know it sometimes. I said, Satan had darts Heading toward your home last night at midnight. But the Lord kept it from coming to your home. Are you seeing that? If you don't, you don't understand what I'm talking about. 
So making sure that he was protected. I've got the details down. Don't worry, Ruth. She didn't know all these details. She's just gleaning. She's stumbling around. Just picking, look at here. Look at, whoa, whoa, whoa. By the end of the day, she's got a bushel and a half. All she wanted was a handful. But he told them, leave handfuls of purpose for that girl. Leave a blessing. She don't know it, but I'm about to bless her. There's somebody under the sound of my voice today that don't know it yet, but you're about to get a handful of blessing. I don't know if you want it. The key is in receiving. So if this is boring to you, I can't help you. It sure is exciting to me. Does anybody here stand a blessing? Can anybody here stand a blessing? Can I see a hand? Is there anybody here could use a blessing from the Lord? Of course. But why don't we open up to receive? You feel guilty about it? You think you're going to bankrupt heaven? How many know you will never (laughs) take all he has? All that you get, he'll still have more. Right? Overwhelming. Overwhelming. The next series, I'm going to talk about a favor and generosity. Right now, we're talking about favor and obedience. But you can't be stingy and have favor. I wish somebody would help me there. And so God's more concerned for your welfare than you are, my friend. Look a little further. He cares about her needs. He wants her to be satisfied. Eat. Here, he said, eat the food the guys have for you. The water that they drew from the well, drink that. Everything I have. Hey, Ruth, everything I have, you can have access to. Just have your way. Today is your day. Oh, that's good stuff right there, friends. It's a good thing I don't preach for a response. And notice this, all this she stumbled into. She didn't plant the seed. She didn't, she didn't toil the soil. She didn't cultivate. She didn't, she didn't pull the weeds. She didn't, did none of the work. All she did was pick it up. That's awesome favor right there. Stumbled into it and God blessed her. He already provided everything. That's favor. She just had to receive it. He provided every need she had. Anybody ever appreciate the Lord for what he's given to you? Come on, anybody here appreciates the Heavenly Father for all that he's given to you? Anybody? Of course. Of course. Our Heavenly Boaz is always pouring it out. He gives us rest when we're weary, water when we're thirsty, food when we're hungry, healing when we're hurting, hope when we're lonely. I mean, no, he's always doing that if we stay in his field. Anybody here by chance left his field and found out it's hard to go anywhere else without God? Prodigal son did. He wasn't going for the father's house for I don't know how many days. He said, I got to get back. Even the servants at my father's house have it better off than I do. And and so he came back wanting to be a, a servant. But God said, no, you're not my servant. You're still my son. But you do have to come back. There's a lot of idea that people can live in that field and glean from this one. How many of you can't do that? You can't live in that field and glean from this one. Are y'all hearing me? We want favor of God, but we don't want to be in his in his presence. So it doesn't work that way. So when you're favored, we can see, like David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have no need of anything. Hallelujah. <laughs> now let's look at Ruth's response. Uh, Ruth's reaction to the goodness. She was humbled. She bows her face to the, to Boaz. Can't believe it. 
Never has she had anybody be so good to her. Bows in his presence. How many know that's the way it feels when God blesses you? There's no time for us to stand up and get arrogant and self-righteous and say we are God's people and claim Cadillacs and start telling God and manipulating God and saying, look at me and look at what I've got. I mean, no, you don't have anything and he can take it all away in just one breath. And so she was humbled. She was humbled. She was amazed. Have you ever been overwhelmed by his goodness? Does his favor still amaze you? It does me. It does me. And as I started 2022, I thought, Lord, Lord, I want to, I want to continue to marvel at your goodness in my life. I don't ever want to take for granted. Is anybody with me? I don't ever want to take for granted the goodness of God in the land of the living. Say, he said, Pastor Ron, I know God is good. That's what Mary and Martha said. I know, I know you're coming and the resurrection's all going to be good. But right now I'm hurting really bad. Can I tell you? He's good even in the middle of your pain. He's good in the middle of your pain. And so look at it. She, in verse 10, responds, falls on her face. And, and, um, and, and I, I don't know about you, but I, I, feel, I still think Jesus is a marvel and a wonder in my life. How many still marvel after the Lord? How many still amazed by his grace? I wonder if you lift your hand to the Lord right now. Just say, Lord, I'm still amazed by you. We sang it this morning. It's still amazing grace. It's still unfailing love. I'm blown away. I still wonder, Jesus, what a wonder you are in my life. I praise you for all that you've given me. I never want to go one day without your presence and without praise on my lips for all that you've given to me. You stop praising him, you'll have a hard time finding it. You'll have a hard time finding favor. She's blown away by his declaration. I know your deeds. I know your faith. I know what you did for your mother-in-law. He prays she will receive a full reward for her service to Naomi. He sees, he sees her work and her labor of work, her labor of love. I want to tell you that if you're at Oak Grove and you're serving the Lord in any capacity, he sees you. I don't care if it's a Royal Ranger class, working in children's ministry, teaching a Sunday school class, working up in the balcony, working on the worship team. He sees you. And when nobody else is patting you on the back, whether you're in the foyer or anywhere else, how many know the Lord sees you? And if you take a vacuum cleaner, by the way, it's still open. Anybody wants that vacuum cleaner? It's some great therapy. He sees you. He sees you when you serve in your home. He sees you when you serve at work. He sees you when you serve at church. He sees you every time you lift a finger to do anything for anybody else. He sees that. And he knows the motive of your heart. If you're looking for a promotion, it's not coming. If you think you deserve it, forget it. But if you're humble and you serve it as unto the Lord, Colossians 3, 23. Hey, whatever your hand finds to do with all your heart, do it as unto the Lord, not unto men. And the Lord will see it and he will bless you. Because you did it in the right motive. So stop trying to please everybody else. Come on now. Just walk with God. Verse 13, it appears she still doesn't realize that she's walking in favor. She just wants to please her master. Stop trying to please everybody else but God. It it makes life simple. He's already he, He already graced you positionally. You've already gotten saved. How many thank God that you're saved? He's already saved you. Now he wants to favor you. Difference, another level. You understand that? So he wants, he wants to favor you personally. 
He wants you to love him and serve him and worship him. He wants you to, he wants to put you first. He wants you to eat with him and sit with him and be with him and love his word and love what he loves and love his mission and go with him and be with him and commit to him and serve his church. So how do we know she was favorite? Well, let's get out of here so we can go home. He sat with her. He said, come on, eat. Remember we talked about Mephibosheth last week? Said, hey, 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 Moabitess. That's not who you are anymore. You're in my field. About to marry you. He's courting her. He's got his eye on her. I don't have to go deeper, do I? Do I need to teach a lesson on this? He sat with her and supped with her. Remember Revelation 3 and 20? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, he will come in to me and I'll come in. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done for you. That's favor, Mark. Now, prosperity gospel will tell you that you can ask anything and it's coming. Your pink Cadillac is on the way. Money cometh. Money cometh. I mean, no, they're lying. They're stealing your money. But when you put it in perspective and you walk in abiding, abiding, being with him and he's with you. How many know there's nothing to stop you? My, my wife, my girls can ask for anything. My grandkids, especially my granddaughter. She's not even two yet. I'm putting money aside. I'm feeling tempted to take an offering because it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Everything I see, I think about her. She can have it. She can have it. After she stops teething, she can have it. Stop trying to please everybody. He sat with her. Join me at my table. Get closer to me. He supped with her. Dip your bread in the vinegar. Come and eat with me. Come and enjoy me. He satisfied her. When she left the table, she was satisfied. And not only that, she took a little bit extra to take to Naomi. Always thinking about other people. Our duty is to receive this favor. We have no excuse to be defeated, depressed, dissatisfied, or bitter with God. Today, if you're bitter with God, listen to me. If you're in this service today, I'm talking to somebody. If you're bitter with God, you're in a bad place. You're in a bad place. For there ain't no healing could come if you don't ask for it. And you don't ask people for healing who you don't like. So the Lord spoke tongue interpretation earlier. Said, I want to help you. I really do. That's what he said. But you have to come to me. So God longs to heal what you're willing to reveal. If you don't reveal it, he can't heal. I said, if you don't receive it, he can't give it. I bet you if I dangled a hundred dollar bill right now, I bet you I have a few people run up here and get it. I'm not going to do it. Unless you have a hundred dollar bill, I can borrow Austin. She was receiving things she wouldn't or couldn't receive on her own. That's what God provides. He stepped, she stepped into God's favor. So would you come back to the, uh, to the platform, those who are worship team? When Ruth left that day, she left carrying a half bushel of grain. Wow. That wasn't just enough for the day for her and Naomi. That was enough for a week of provision. Those servants worked all week. To get that, she walked into it and got it there. Wow. He loaded her wagon and sent her on because he had his eye on her. Goes on to marry her. And that's David's grandmother. 
That says David's grandmother. So what you're doing with God today can affect your future destiny of your children tomorrow. Favor's not just for you today. David is in favor with God because Ruth came into the kingdom with Boaz. The Lord changed my family. I was lost and away from God. And maybe you're that way. But God saved me and changed my life. And since he changed my life, oh, I wish I could get a witness in here. Since he changed my life and blessed me, he blessed my wife and me. And then my kids are following in the favor that God gave to me. And their kids will follow in the favor that God gave them. Are y'all hearing me? It's not just for you. It's for generation after generation after generation. He's working behind the scenes. With divine providence, he was working things out for her, her good, even though she didn't even see it or know it. Sovereignty and, and, and providence of God. It's wow. He commanded his men to draw up handfuls of grain on purpose so she wouldn't go anywhere else. Hey, let's keep her. Let's keep her here. Can I tell you what God has for you is better than anything this world affords. Stay here. Stay with Boaz. He's got what you need. She was receiving things she wouldn't even work for or couldn't even work for. It's not just enough, but it's more than enough. She was rested when she was weary. She ate when she was hungry. She drank. She was thirsty. All that she found in the field of Boaz, in the field of favor. Are you there? I'm done preaching today and you got time to go eat lunch and watch the Chiefs win. I used to be a Saints fan until Drew Brees retired. And now I'm a Chiefs fan until Mahomes retires. not sure how that's going to go today. It doesn't really matter. It's just a game. I mean, no, this is no game. Your life is no game. If you're at home, I want you all to stand with me in house, but if you're at home, listen, I want you to know God can favor your life. Somebody's about to step into something they didn't deserve, they couldn't work for, they didn't even know. Providentially and sovereignly, God's about pour out a blessing on somebody in this house. I know because he wouldn't have given me to teach it if there wasn't somebody here to receive it. So the big question today is, will you receive